Hello everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Layers of Design podcast. I'm your host Ebehi and as always, thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time, thank you and welcome. So this episode is very dear to my heart as I've grown to know our guest this week and she truly is phenomenal and one of a kind. Let me introduce you all to Kyra L. Williams. She's a successful, multifaceted young woman with many talents, dedicated to helping her community and making a difference for others. Her purpose is clear, service. Kyra graduated from the University of Miami in 2016 with her Bachelor of Science degree in Architectural Engineering and in 2018 with her Master of Architecture degree. She has not only worked for several architectural and engineering firms, but she has actually started her own drafting firm. In addition, she runs her nonprofit Anias Charities which is a 501c3 tax-exempt organization in Miramar, Florida, dedicated to cancer research, comforting the homeless, protecting abandoned animals, and increasing representation of blacks and minorities in STEM and architecture. Also, she runs America's Hidden Gem, a platform dedicated to celebrating the black architect and ally professionals and also hosts the branch podcast america's hidden gem the podcast with a peer through mentorship and professional development summits she aims to increase the percentage of black architects from two percent she is currently working as a project manager for a structural forensic engineering firm in miami florida so like i said Kyra is amazing, okay, and I'm so grateful that she was able to come on here and really just expand on her passions and what she does. Well, in this episode, she inspires us by sharing her journey in the field of architecture, engineering, how she got started with Anais Charities and America's Hidden Gem, and most of all, what it truly means to give back. Like I told her, this episode was so wholesome. Recording and editing it felt like I was having a warm, home-cooked Thanksgiving meal. Well, keep listening and you'll see what I mean. Enjoy. Hey, Kyra. I'm so glad you're able to join me on this episode. I feel like I've been waiting to interview you for a long time, and this is the perfect time. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Who? It has been a while. Yeah, <laughs> a long time coming. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. So, let's start from the beginning. How did you get started in the architecture and design industry? Well, I I didn't really get started in the architecture design industry until. I would say my sophomore, junior year in college. Um, so, okay, let me let me rewind. So growing up, I love, like I still love to this day, I love art, I love drawing, I love painting, I love designing things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mom, I want to major in art. And she's just like, no, you need to actually, <laughs> she said, you need to actually use like all of your talents, all of your mm-hmm. skills so she was just like you're great at math and physics you love art have you ever thought of architectural engineering I was like I've never heard of that a day in my life so we did our research I think it was only 12 schools at the time that had it um I went ahead and decided to stay home in Miami and I went to the University of Miami so I was pursuing my bachelor's in architectural engineering Mm -hmm. and I told my mom I was just like this is very technical um I really want to get into designing buildings like I was like we're working on the inside like we're, we're working with the building system so like the MEP the structural but I was just like I want to actually design it so let's like let's 
have a conversation, see if we can make that transition to architecture for my grad program. Mm -hmm. um, so that is how I got into architecture where I was like, okay, I'm going to pursue it for my master's. And yeah, that that's, that's it really. Wow. Okay. Well, first of all, I want, I want you to talk about your experience with, you know, studying um, architectural engineering at first, because I actually, I, I sort of went through the same motions in, in the sense of, you know, do I want to go into architecture or architectural engineering? Um, Cause at mm -hmm. the back of my head, you know, I was like, this will be perfect. I'll be all in one. I'll be an architect and an engineer, mm -hmm. all of this. But, you know, doing the research and stuff, there weren't that many schools when I was applying. And I also, so, I mean, honestly, it was really because there weren't that many schools. So then I just decided, right. I'll just, you know, just focus on architecture. So for people that are curious about what exactly architectural engineering is, can you shed more light on that? Yes. So as I like briefly just said, um, architecture, architectural engineering is basically the study of the building systems. So over the course of my college career, I had classes from statics to mm. plumbing, to mechanical, to electrical, um, um, concrete, steel, um, so I learned how to actually design the members and, you know, calculate the forces oh, wow. to help a building stand up. Yeah. Um, so what I, like what you just said, I literally thought, okay, I'll be all in one. Mm -hmm. And it really, it really showed me that architectural engineers are the people who actually, you know, make the building stand. <laughs> We're the ones that, okay, if you need a consultant, I mean, depending on where that person went to school, like if they're an architectural engineer, if they were an architectural engineer in school, you have the possibility to, you have the advantage of choosing which direction exactly. you want to go in. Wow. So it's like, even if you want to go into design, because we did have a few architecture classes, but they weren't heavy. It was kind of like an intro, like, okay like learn vinyl learn reddit learn learn how to use these modeling systems briefly learn how to use CAD but it wasn't to like design like you know the pretty facades it was more so how to put in the structural um the structural grid or how to you know put the mechanical ducts put the AC ducts and the plumbing in the walls like that is what an architectural engineer does like that's what they do or that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great to know. Um, it is it is really great to know because it's it's like it opens up two paths, like two career paths almost for mm -hmm. you know for architects and for engineers if that's their choosing. That's good to know. Um, okay, so how I mean, I guess you've talked about this, but is there any key thing that has stood out with you when you combine your engineering knowledge with your architecture knowledge like do you feel like you know it really helps you or it's just it kind of just gives you a bit of a boost not that much um to be honest I think the fact that like I have like my bachelor's in engineering I have my master's in architecture being able to tap into both sides depending on whatever the project is, mm. is very insightful because something that an architect may not think of, mm. I would have already thought of it mm. or vice versa. So I think having, like having that ability to understand, like for instance, um, I won't forget during, I'm sorry, I'm about to go on a tangent. Um, I love it. For, <laughs> <laughs> for my grad for my grad program, mm -hmm. um, we were in a class, like some master's students, clearly architecture students. And then we also worked with the seniors in engineering. They did something different that year. I was like, okay, y'all didn't do that for me, but okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is new. So I, I had a chance to work with my previous professors because I stayed at UM for my master's. Mm -hmm. um, like having a conversation you see that architects and engineers, they don't necessarily get along. Um, 
but yet you need each other. Um, mm-hmm. But specifically regarding like this one specific project that we had, the architect, the engineers were designing, I think a stormwater system that needed to be installed on top of the building or have like a specific you know corner of the building and they didn't know how to coordinate that with us and I was just like well okay well how about you think of like moving this here or how about you try eliminating this space and then I'm having to talk to my partner because it was two architects per team Mm -hmm. I was talking to my partner and I was just like okay well why don't you put this here and move this here and you know, being able to facilitate, being able to facilitate that conversation, it was just the idea of sitting back like, wow, y'all didn't know how to communicate that to each other. (laughs) I was just like, okay. And like, even another um, part of that project, the civil was having issues with the curves and, you know, the ramps. And I'm having discussed with my own partner. I'm like, hey, you know, it has to be this dimension you got to move this here you know you got to access the code you got to read the building code and it was it was so enlightening to see how two like it's two different fields Mm. but they're not that different yeah like we literally do the same thing it's just one pays more attention to the technical aspect and one makes things pretty yeah and and it's it's great because you're like the middleman too like you're the best of both worlds um, cause it, that's, I feel like that's always a struggle. It's funny cause I have a lot of engineering friends, um, rather a lot of engineers <laughs> as friends and, you know, they're always like, oh, you, you architects, you always feel like you can do everything. You can always build the, you know, you can do whatever you want. And then I'm like, well, you engineers, if you will just listen to us and give us a chance to be more creative, you know, you just prefer like a perfect box, that kind of thing. So you're right. It's like these two different worlds that technically they should be more, you know, we should be able to communicate better, (laughs) but I wonder what it is. I won't forget being in class and one of the kids, or I think it was maybe my professor, it was somebody, they were like, yeah, the engineers, they're so strict and they don't know how to have fun and they're not creative. They don't think outside the box. And I'm sit- I'm literally standing here in the classroom. I'm like, y'all know I just walked across the bridge. Like I just left engineering and y'all talking about <laughs> And then like maybe a week later, I'm in the engineering class because we had to switch between, you know, both sides of the campus. Mm-hmm. The engineers are like, oh, the architects, they, they just, they have no logic. They don't think about what the building needs. They don't think about the columns and they just want to have a cantilever that extends like 50 feet long. And I'm just standing, I'm, I'm like, I don't understand. Like some things are very well possible. Like we've seen, we see it in person. We Google it, we see it. Yeah. it may, just say, just, I wanted, I wanted to say so that just say you don't know how to design it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just say that. Okay. But it's, it's, it's crazy because these two fields, including construction, because like once you loop everything oh, together, yeah. everything is so important and so much coordination is needed in order to make these things happen. But the relationship just needs to be worked on like this. Mm-hmm. Is, it's kind of toxic to a degree. <laughs> it really is. It is. Okay. So, you know, we've, we've gotten a taste a bit of how you got started and sort of what you're doing right now. But I would like to, I I would really like us to talk about two organizations that you're fully involved with, um, or rather that you're spearheading. (laughs) Um, And I, I, I want to talk about this because the first one, of course, America's Hidden Gem. And that is how we met, honestly. I mean, we met at a NOMA meeting last year in 2019, but America yeah I know (laughs) but America's hidden gem I mean that's when I feel like we actually started having a conversation you know when you sent me the email and I went through the whole process and I was featured which was great um so tell me how did you get started why why did you get started with America's hidden gem oh okay so when I, when I was in school, I 
didn't know about black architects mm-hmm. like not like in the grand scheme of things I, I did I had no clue um I had one professor professor John Onyango um I believe he's still currently teaching at Notre Dame amazing he's I think doing building if building systems okay. he's amazing y'all can find him on LinkedIn um he's one of my mentors um he he encouraged me to stay to UM for my master's and I was like okay so I got to UM um you know school of architecture and I looked and I was just like this is kind of you know not I, I don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. um and the reason being was because I didn't see people that look like me mm-hmm. um I mean in engineering I graduated one of seven but I was the only one in my class those two years wow. and I, I went from having um one of my best friends who was in my like literally every single class with me um our teachers even was like hey do you know where she is okay y'all like y'all are twins as far as we're concerned <laughs> like I went from having that experience like having someone I can lean on talk to that can relate to me to literally not having anyone and it took a toll on me mm. um and I didn't know how to process that and it wasn't until I'm getting to ASG now it wasn't until um I was in class and one of my professors asked us to do a paper and she wanted us to like, you know, do, I think it was something on architectural drawings or whatever. And I was just like, I want to do a spin. I want to do it on a black architect. And it, and it pushed me to actually like Google like black architects. Cause I was just like, there's none here. So can someone please inform me? Yeah. And I, I looked up Julian Abel and of, well, if you all don't know, um, he designed Duke University. And he didn't have his seal wasn't on drawings. Like mm. I thought that was I thought that was really like interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so how in the world am I supposed to know that he actually drew this if mm-hmm. his seal isn't here? Like the question just went, you know, all over my head. And I reached out. I wasn't able to get his drawings in time for my paper. So my professor suggested that I do a paper on Joseph Middlebrooks, who he was an adjunct or he was a professor at the school of architecture right up before I got there. And she told me he was the first registered black architect in the state of Florida. I was like, excuse me. I was like, huh? I was just like, I was just like, is he he still alive? (laughs) Can I have like, so she put me in contact with um, the librarian and she was just like, yeah, he ended up giving like a lot of his, drawings and things from his office to the school so they they gave me his contact information I interviewed him and when I tell you I was just blown away I was like I'm talking to the first black like the first registered black architect in the state of Florida Hmm. this is crazy so when I finished my interview with him um I was just like I wonder what's in this paper and that's where America Tin and Jim, the Black Architect, came from. That's why I decided to name my grad paper from back in 2016. So I was just like, from this point on, um, I was like, I have to do something. So we had a presentation. I did a presentation on him. My classmates were like in shock. They were just like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and fast forward to the end of the semester, my teacher you know, because I discussed with her about Black architecture. I was just like, I don't see, you know, what my people have done yeah. in architecture. Yeah. And, and like, what, like, how our communities have changed and all of that. And she went ahead the last day of class. She talked about Overtown. And when I tell you, I was just like, for me to be the only Black person, like, in the architecture class, and we had some visiting students. I think it was, like, maybe one or two others. So, a room full of you know white students Mm -hmm. and you're the only one sitting there and you're listening and she's discussing gerrymandering how highways were placed in the middle of overtown breaking up the communities Mm -hmm. and she's just like we're talking about black black architecture today and I'm just sitting here like this is what I needed 
Yeah. Shout out to Professor Catherine Wheeler. <laughs> um, I believe she's still at Elon. Um, but she was the one that really pushed me to, you know, think outside the box and figure out ways to make my presence known and like do the research if I don't know. So as a result, AAC happened. And from that day on, I was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to go about it. Mm -hmm. So two years later, my life definitely changed after graduating. Um, because what is it? Um, that was 20 December, 2016. I graduated um, May, 2018. But shortly thereafter, I lost my aunt to cancer. So I was just like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna jump out and just, you know, follow my heart and do do whatever makes me feel alive. And I was just like, you know what? What makes me feel alive is helping others mm -hmm. and inspiring others. So let me go ahead and create this platform to celebrate and showcase Black architects and students and, you know, give them the inspiration that I didn't have in school. Let me amplify their voices. Let, let me like help them share their story with the world. So that's how AHG got started. Beautiful. I love it. Well, first of all, thank you very much for creating such a powerful platform where we can share our stories and, you know, we can find stories that look just like ours that we can relate to because honestly, that is when we see ourselves succeeding too, because I personally don't see, like, I, I know it might sound like ridiculous, right. To some people, but when I step into a room or when I'm watching TV or something like, for example, okay, for example, our mm -hmm. vice president today, I mean, come on, you know, you know what I mean? Like she, 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 I know me too. On when on, during her inauguration, I was just like, wow. It's, it's like, I, I, I feel like that moment. Cause I always say, say, you know, and I always think about it. Like if I, if, if I can't see a black person in power, I almost can't mm -hmm. envision myself being in that position. So I lose interest in getting to the top like that. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm not one for politics per se. Like I wouldn't, I don't think, not, I don't think, I know that I'm not interested in politics, you know, to the extent of like actually running for office. Right. <laughs> but that, but that day when I saw Kamala Harris, I was just like, listen, it's, it's just like this whole thing came over me and I was just like, you could actually be VP. Like you could, mm -hmm. you, you can be a vice president. And I just thought in my heart, like, this is what we mean. This is what we're talking about. If you don't see yourself in a role, you can't envision yourself mm -hmm. in that role. So just thank you very much for going out on a whim and just doing something so amazing. Um, thank so you. <laughs> more Wait, I'm emotional. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, you know, the best of us are, honestly, I think a lot of heartfelt and great and a lot of good things come from the people with the biggest hearts and to have a big heart, you are emotional. Like, um, so speaking on America's hidden gem, first of all, I love the name. Um, how did you Thank even you. come up with that? Even for your paper, like how how did that happen you know what wow okay yeah you're making me go way back in time so, <laughs> so I was wondering like you know I was sitting I was like I gotta name this paper I was just like I'm definitely gonna say like you know an interview with Joseph Middlebrooks mm -hmm. okay but I was just like I need something catchy mm -hmm. I need something that just sets it apart and I'm just like you know something when you look at and this is before I even knew the demographics for African-American architects. I did not know at the time when I was in school that we make up 2%, or well, I think now 3% yeah. for a little under 3%. Either way, it's still too low. I did not know that percentage when I was in school. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, when I, when I did Google it, at, hey, shh. <laughs> when I did Google it, I'm sorry, that's cash. Um, when I did Google it, I was just like, wow, we're like, you know, we're like hidden gems. Or I said something crazy to myself. I was just like, if you think about it, we're America's hidden gems. Like yep. black architects, we are so 
far few mm-hmm. in between like is one for every who knows how many people I think when I when I googled the statistics there was maybe a hundred and two thousand architects and we only made up like two thousand or something mm. and I was just like wow we're so small I was just like we're so hidden in this profession I was just like, but we've brought so much to this field. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, we're like hidden gems. Yeah. I'm just like, well, that's it. We're America's hidden gem. I was like, America's hidden gem is the Black architect. And that's how I came up with the paper. It's such a beautiful name. And I think the name says a lot too, even just being a gem. You know, you start to think of us differently you know as opposed to what we've been told or what we've heard or you know the constant the way the media you know portrays black Mm. people so just even considering thinking like you're america's hidden gem like it's it's strong i think it's a powerful name um thank you (laughs) okay so another thing with america's with ahg (laughs) um how can people become hidden gems well honestly everyone is already a hidden gem of course but so i guess how can we be featured as hidden gems honestly it's a Mm free-for-all um if anyone would want to be featured they can email me they can dm me they can find me on linkedin i do not shy away from featuring people like I've reached out to people since the start and some people respond, some people don't, but the door will always be open because each and every one of us deserves to have our voices heard and our stories shared. So if anyone is interested, they are more than um, welcome to email me at features at americatunengym.org or they can DM me on Instagram at America's Hidden Gem. I am on Twitter, but I, I really get on there. I'm gonna be honest. I know. <laughs> me too. I'm there. I'm there, but I'm not there. Yeah. But if you DM me, I will get the notification. Um, the name is America's Hidden G because the name was too long. <laughs> and on LinkedIn, they can find me, Kyra L. Williams. I have a black and white photo as my profile picture. And they could just say, hey, I would love to be featured. And I will send over the questions and that's it. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not hard at all. Mm-hmm. So thank you. So you hear, you know, if you're listening and you want to be featured, we all deserve to be featured, honestly. And I would encourage everyone to just go on there, look through the inspiring stories of all these Black architects. And if you know, if you know, even if you know someone that you you feel needs to be featured, please reach out to Kyra. Um, okay, so we'll of course be going back and forth, right, with HG. But I would love us to talk also about Anaya's Charities because I know that's oh. one of your other organizations. So again, how did you get started? Like, what came over you? And can you tell us the different components of Anaya's Charities? Yes, so a nice charities. Oh, yeah, that's my baby. That's the mm. first one. Um, but I like actually a nice charities was a dream of my mom's. Mm. Like she wanted to start it, and you know, timing, I guess, just never was right until I guess you know, I decided to say, Hey, mom, let's just go ahead and do it. <laughs> but, um, how did a nice charities get started? So Here's the backstory because you know I gotta give you a backstory. Of course. So I've so like growing up, I've always been involved in community service, down to being a Girl Scout all the way through school, mm-hmm. literally all the way through school. Um, key club, um, any any volunteering opportunity, I did. Like that is that's where my heart lies. Like I feel like God created me to give back. He created me to serve mm-hmm. and that's just who I am as a person. Um, once I got to college, I joined a sorority where in in the line, like in our tagline is service. Like that's just what we, that's just what we did. So it wasn't until I graduated 
well, actually, no, it wasn't until my final semester in undergrad mm-hmm. where I was like, I want, I want to raise money for pediatric cancer. Um, I had, I knew no one and I knew of no kids with cancer, but I just felt compelled to raise money for them. So I came up with this idea called Quarters for Cancer. And I asked my friends and, you know, my associates on campus, I'm like, hey, if you have some loose change, donate it. And I sat in the breezeway, mm-hmm. um, the UC breezeway for those who, you know, from UM. I sat in the breezeway, um, I would say for like a month. Mm-hmm. And I collected loose change. And I ended up raising well over $250 or something like that to buy a treatment table for Nicholas Children's Hospital um, for their cancer, their cancer, their pediatric cancer unit. Mm -hmm. So that is where I was just like, oh, this is great. And it wasn't until I got another mentor that summer where he was like, hey, you need to start a charity. Like you just, you're just always giving back. Just, just start a nonprofit. And my mom was just like, well, I guess this is the time. I was just like, mom, yeah. Like we're going to, you know, you, we're, I'm going to like, you know, bring your dream to life. Mm. So that, that's how it got started. And, you know, I haven't looked back since. Mm. So there's four initiatives to a nice charity. The first one, Quarters for Cancer which I just told you the backstory for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and ironically, each one affects me in, in a very unique and special way. Mm. Um, as I mentioned, like earlier, you know, in the conversation, I, my aunt passed away um, from cancer. I, she wasn't diagnosed at the time. I didn't know she was going to come down with cancer until what my, my last semester like my thesis semester so spring 2018 I didn't know so I was I dealt with that I dealt with her being diagnosed in the middle of dealing with my thesis and I was just like I would have never thought in a million years that I would be as connected to someone someone Mm. so close to me would have cancer Mm. and that was that was eye-opening um hey there So our Design X community Rethinking Public Spaces event is less than two months away. Thank you to everyone that has supported us so far. This event is to bring awareness, provide solutions, and give back to the homeless community. It's a three-part event that includes a design competition, virtual design seminar, and an outreach event. The design competition is due on April 4th, and the main events are on April 17th and April 18th, so you still have lots of time to be a part of it. Head over to layersofdesign.online for all the details and sign up today. The next one is protecting our pals. Mm. Um, I have a love for dogs, <laughs> um, as, you, as you heard. You heard Cash. <laughs> you heard Cash. Charlie is sleeping. My first boy, Trek, is with my grandma. Um, I have another puppy that I, you know, was taking care of when I was in school. She's with her owner, Ellie. Her name is Ellie. She's in Chicago. Um, but the two that I, the one that you heard say, ironically, they were abandoned. So <laughs> I was just like, I wanted to raise money for abandoned animals, not knowing that I was going to actually have two abandoned animals <laughs> in my house. So that was, that's, that was interesting. Homelessness. Thank God. Let me knock on wood. I've never experienced homelessness, mm. but I have always felt compelled to help them because like they're people, they deserve yeah. to feel like they're humans. They deserve to be taken care of they deserve to be put back on their feet no matter whatever their situation is they deserve to be helped and the last one is beat blacks in engineering architecture science and well oh, ooh, I said that wrong Black, <laughs> there we go technology and science I was like whoa I was like I'm saying that all wrong I can't spell <laughs> but that one um, is geared towards, you know, raising money towards a scholarship for 
um, Blacks and minorities in underrepresented fields such as STEM and architecture. And the reason being is because I live it. Like I went through it. I understand the plight of the Black engineer. I understand I understand the plight of a Black architect. Mm. So I wanted to raise money for students who, you know, needed the funds. And le- well, this one isn't like an official. Well, I have two. There's two that aren't necessarily official initiatives, but they fall under, you know, just giving back. They're just some of our, you know, just one of them was like one of our best events, um, 100 Wills, where we actually have volunteer attorneys come out and prepare 100 free wills for the community. And the other one we just started for the love of Chase, which falls under protecting our pals. Um, Chase, he had, um, I don't know the technical term, but he had like a hernia or by, what is it, by, by, by renial hernia? Okay. Something like that. But the baby had to get surgery. He had surgery and he ended up passing away. So, so we're, we, we've taken to, we took to the baby. We, we have taken to the family. Um, and we're trying to raise awareness for this diagnosis that, you know, he, this diagnosis or disease that he experienced. And we're trying to raise money to help other babies who may have been diagnosed with the same thing um, to help with their medical bills. So, yeah, that's nice, Charity. Wow. Well, again, thank you for giving so much. That is beautiful. It's rare to find people like you, honestly. And, you know, off the record, we've had conversations about giving back. And I feel like that's also why we connect so well too, because we share mm-hmm. very similar values. Um, we do. So, you know, I, I, I know why, I know how important it is for me personally and rewarding for me to keep helping people and keep giving back. But um, from, I also noticed like from your stories, you seem to be connecting your personal experience and you seem to be using that to help other people. Why is that? You know, I've always tried to figure that out. Like, oh, you got me a little emotional. I'm really teary-eyed. <laughs> um, like, I don't, I genuinely can't really answer that question the way that I may have, like, the way, the way that I want to. Mm-hmm. But I've just always felt like if I, if I can help someone get to where they're supposed to be or help someone get something they need or give them the experience that I never had Mm. then that's then that's what I was put here for um I've always like I don't want it to sound cocky but (laughs) I've never put myself first like if anyone knows me like I will stay up till three o'clock in the morning if you need me Mm. if you call me in the middle of the night I'm gonna answer you need some money. I, I got you. Like, I've always been the friend um, that you need. And I've always felt like that's what God put me here on earth for. Like, like honestly, like, people are like, oh, Kyra, you do so many amazing things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you have no idea. I genuinely don't care <laughs> about getting the recognition. Yeah. Like, getting recognition means absolutely nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to help someone for instance, um, I had a, I have quite a few peers um, from like the engineering standpoint because I'm in NSBE, the National mm-hmm. Society of Black Engineers. I'm the president for the South Florida chapter and I'm the PCI chair for the region. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm getting, like, I try to use my platform to help people get to where they need to. So for instance, I had a peer who just graduated from UM they need a direction. I can't help you, but I know someone who can. Mm-hmm. And I put them together. So like I don't have a problem making connections with people. Um it's it's just I don't I don't think of myself like a lot of times. And I think that's what makes America's Hidden Gym as special yeah. as it is because I'm helping another student become inspired. Like I literally said when AAG is dropped. 
I was just like, I know there's so many black kids out here mm-hmm. that may not have access to seeing a black architect. I want someone to be able to Google America's Hidden Gym and be able to see a black architect. Or I want a student to be able to say, hey, let me go through Mentor Monday and see yeah. if there's someone who lives close by or if there's a story that you know touches home. I want a mentor to be like, hey, this student you know, story resonates with me. Maybe I can reach out to them or, you know, that's what I wanted to create. I wanted to create something that people will be able to build upon. Mm. Like to me, I'm just, in the words of, of Terry the other week, I was just like, I'm just a middleman. <laughs> like, like, I just want to help inspire people. I want to help people become better versions of themselves. Um, essentially, like, I'll put the team on my back. Yeah. Just, just make me proud at the end of the day. <laughs> and in terms of a nice charity, the world that we live in is just so, the world is corrupt. The world is evil. We mm-hmm. already knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need, sometimes you just need like a sense of life. Like I know that, you know, off the record, you've seen some of the videos that I've posted. I don't even post half the time when I go out there. Yeah. Like, I've had some of my peers who go out with me when I give to the homeless, they're like, Kai, you need to like take pictures so people can actually see. Yeah. And, and I had one friend who came out there. He's just like, you know, I saw the pictures, but it was just a totally different experience yeah. when I came out here with you. And I was just like, that's what I'm trying to get y'all to understand. It's, exactly. it's beyond you. Exactly. It's beyond me. Exactly. You have to see and experience all this yourself. And it's just like, I'm trying to make people feel more human. I'm mm-hmm. trying to connect people with what really matters. Mm-hmm. And what matters is giving back. Is What matters is, you, you know, love is the end all be all. We're supposed to love everybody. We're supposed to care about everybody. That is what it's all for. So I think what makes everything special is because I do it from the heart. Mm. Because I, I genuinely care. It truly is what makes it special. Um, I I think you've sort of answered this question, but, you know, I was going to ask you, why do you feel it's important to help each, to help other people? Because I mean, like, like, you know, you, you just mentioned how when your friend went out there with you, he, you know, he made the statement of, I've seen the pictures, but it's a whole different experience, you know? Mm -hmm. So why do you think, how, what can you say today that could encourage more people to give back, more people to care? Well, the number one thing that I would definitely tell people, please forget how you look. Mm. Forget about what's in your pockets. Mm. Forget about what is the current state that you're in. Like, I mean, to be quite honest, to be frank, if anyone goes way back in time and look at some of those pictures, I I have looked crazy and going out there <laughs> help giving giving stuff to the homeless um it's it's to me like it's important to give back mm-hmm. just for the simple idea that that's what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and like no offense to anybody in their religions or anything but okay. I'm a Christian and um <laughs> I follow I follow the bible mm-hmm. and you know, the Lord said that we're supposed to serve. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, that is, that's how I live my life. I feel like I am compelled to serve. I feel like if I'm not doing what he's called me to do, then that means that I'm not fulfilling my purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. So I feel like it's important to give back where you forget and you just, you don't think about who you are, your titles, your status, your money, your clothes, you don't forget about all of that. At the end of the day, there's people, there's animals that need help. Yeah. And sometimes it could just be a listening ear. I can't tell you how many times I have gone out to the homeless and the people will have just a normal conversation. Like I won't forget Miss, I think her name was Miss Sunny if I'm not mistaken, Miss Sunny. And she was telling me about how she lost her house. Mm. And this wasn't, this wasn't a part of her plan, mm. but she's making the best of, you know, the situation. Yeah. The way that America is set up, people are living paycheck to paycheck. Yep. You don't know if you're going to be the next one on the street. Yep. 
And if you want somebody to, if you want to have, if you want to continue to be blessed, you have to be mindful and you have to realize that you are, you don't know where you're going to end up. Mm. You don't know how the cards are going to be placed on the table. You don't know where the dice is going to fall. So I'm not saying do that as a prerequisite to make sure that you don't end up in that <laughs> situation. I'm not saying that, but I'm definitely saying be mindful because you don't know where life is going to take you. Yeah. But be a good person. Have a big heart. Like how you go about things. Like don't just don't just do to do to be you know like to be seen or whatever. Like no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, but no. do it out of the kindness of your heart mm-hmm. and that is that's to me that's just that's what makes it important that when you're doing it from the kindness of your heart from the bottom of your heart like that's that's how you're supposed to give mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be giving to be seen if anyone mm-hmm. has I know someone some people may stalkinize charities after this <laughs> um, <laughs> yes um for, oh. I'm sorry. For those who might stalk nice charities, you're not going to see that much, you know, recognition or, you know, newspaper clippings or, like, I, I can't tell you. How, I can probably count on my hand how many times um, a nice charities has been featured for something or mentioned. I can tell you exactly which platforms. Um, like we haven't been on TV, we have been on the radio. Luckily, thanks to a mentor mm-hmm. who was like, "Hey, you need to get pe- you need to get the word out. I'm gonna help you get the word out." Mm-hmm. And that that was the only time we were on the radio. Like we we don't frequent <laughs> for what? Um, because everything is just done from the kinds of our hearts. Um, Anais Charities is a 501c3 nonprofit, and when I tell you we don't get that many donations. All of our events have been underwritten. Hmm. So every event we have paid out of pocket for. Um, and for the few donations we have, um, they help. But the events that, you know, people were like, oh, this is great. I love it. Thank you for this experience. And da, 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 da. That was out of pocket. Like, and it's not like, you know, like there's some nonprofits out here that beg. Yeah. And people are begging yeah um but no a nice charities has always been like however god sees fit for Mm. us to be like provided for that's that's just what it is in the end all like because it's not about us it's about us doing whatever is necessary to help the people yeah well that's powerful that's powerful powerful advice and um again thank you and i mean everyone should donate to Anaya's charities <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> I mean I mean it will be it will be appreciated yes of course again, I mean it would be nice like thankfully from um we had people from the sun from the AHG summit last year that donated towards scholarship amazing that is great so yeah it's it's nice to have donations because you know just because I'm a working woman doesn't mean (laughs) (laughs) it helps it helps it helps um and honestly it is very rewarding like it's it's very rewarding and it gives you a sense of like I I don't know for me it's so fulfilling like helping people volunteering my time it I can't I don't even know how I can explain it it's just it's like I'm at peace almost just doing Mm -hmm. you know you you leave your problems to the side it's not about you at all and just having to put yourself in the position of truly helping someone from the bottom of your heart for but you know in without asking anything for in return it's it's Mm -hmm. a different experience it is. It is. It um, is. And I, I encourage everyone to, if, even if it's not a nice charity, because, you know, mm-hmm. everyone has their nonprofit that they yeah. have. Um, but whoever, or even if you decide to just go out there yourself and you want to give, just make sure you're doing it 
for the right reasons and you're doing it to be fulfilled you're not doing it to be seen Mm -hmm. definitely definitely so you talk a lot about mentorship and mentors and I know AHG also started a mentorship program last year um I wanted to ask you why do you think you know why do you think it's important for people to get mentors and also for people to mentor sorry (laughs) and also for people to mentor I feel like to me Mm -hmm. similar to like what we were discussing having someone that looks like you Mm -hmm. um even if they don't look like you because I have mentors that do not look like um (laughs) having someone who can guide you on the right path is important um in a field of architecture it's very important Mm -hmm. now I gotta now I go now I gotta go back to having a mentor that looks like you because you need to see that it is possible for you to get to where they are Mm -hmm. um it's important to have that representation to have that support of someone that you can lean on and talk to that is willing to give you the straight up advice and not sugarcoat it. Um, having a mentor is important because without a mentor, I mean, not everyone has the luxury. Like I know for a fact, me, my mom is a huge important factor in my life. Mm. Um, my mom is my mentor. She's all in one. You know, not everyone has that ability to have someone that is so close and tight knit and supports you with everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So having a mentor, you you need that. You need someone who wants to see the like see you at your best, want the best for you. That's important. And it's nice to have like someone on the outside look at you and say, hey, it's possible. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Like that's nice. And in terms of a mentee, um, in, in terms of a mentor, um, mentoring, um, it's important to give back. You know, that's where the whole conversation, yeah. you know, for the past, <laughs> I don't know how long. It's important to give back um, on a not, like I live by this term I learned of in college, Sankofa, okay. where you're, where you, where you're basically reaching back and you're looking, you're looking back to know like where you're going forward. Um, it's a Swahili term. Don't don't quote me. Just go to the page <laughs> and read the synopsis that I put there. But the general idea is, you know, reaching backward to move forward, and you have to know where you've gone in order to know where you're going. And I feel as though, like, you need to reach back for, like, like I said, for architecture purposes right now. You need to be able to reach back for those black students and brown students who don't have any direction or any knowledge as to where they're supposed to go, how they're supposed to get their experience, um, what what they're supposed to do. Um, You have to reach back for them so that they can know it is possible to get, you know, where you are. I'm talking about the mentors. (laughs) To get, you know, like where you are and so that they can see it's possible. Like to me, I feel like it just all comes down to possibilities. Um, being able to know, see, and understand that, hey, I can do this. It's, it's great. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, I, I do agree that mentors are very important. I actually, I think I have two mentors and before I used to think "Mm, do I really need a mentor but then once I got a mentor I was like I needed a mentor I should have done this a lot sooner because like you said it's important for people to guide you you know just because we don't Mm -hmm. know people are a lot of people came before us we need some yeah we need some sort of guidance um so before I let you go I have two more questions. One, okay, you don't, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> one, what is your, what has been your, no, no, no. What is your biggest inspiration? 
my biggest inspiration. Mm-hmm. And it could be related to either, you know, your the organizations you're part of or your career goals. But what is your biggest inspiration? Oh, wow. Okay, well, I may have to break this question into two. <laughs> so, um, let's think. Biggest inspiration. Let's break it. I'm breaking this into two. So, the someone who is my biggest inspiration is my mom. Mm. Okay. So, with that being said, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for my mom. Mm. And when I tell you she is a woman of class, elegance, the whole nine yards. Mm. My mama is amazing. She is my biggest role model. She is someone I look up to. Her grind, her hustle, her tenacity. Everything that she puts her mind to, she she figures out a way to do it. And she inspires me so much. And I probably don't tell her enough. (laughs) But I love her so much and little does she know like people call me like you know her mini me Mm -hmm. because we've always been joined to the hip (laughs) um but I definitely am inspired by who she is as a person and her growth as a person and yeah I just love her so yeah she's like one of my biggest inspirations now in terms of like my inspiration in terms of how do I say it like career or Mm -hmm. professional goals Mm -hmm. this is gonna this is gonna sound crazy okay when I say this (laughs) let's go what inspires me the most or what is my biggest inspiration is like how do I say it you know I gotta I gotta I gotta say this right you know (laughs) um it's the uncertainty Hmm. and it took it took me a minute um after I went through my fast it took me a minute to realize that I don't know where God is going to take me um I don't know what he has in store for me but you know reading my devotionals I realized that you have to dare to imagine Mm. um what he's going to do for you what you want for yourself like the visions that he gives me the the ideas that he gives that he gives me I could tell you now, I have some out of this world ideas. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he gave me those ideas and I had no clue as to how to go about it. I just know that, hey, this has to happen. Like the idea of being a licensed engineer and a registered architect, that, that, that has literally took me for a whirlwind. I was just like, is that possible? Hmm. (laughs) and the fact that I'm living the life now where I'm working towards my licensure for both I'm just like wow Hmm. so it is possible so my biggest inspiration is not knowing where I'm going to go but I know that wherever I'm going is where I'm supposed to be Hmm. so I'm like I'm excited and inspired about my possible or my current journey as to you know becoming a woman I'm supposed to be wow that is beautiful I don't think I've ever heard that before and wow wow (laughs) (laughs) I mean I say this because I mean you saying that your journey you know your current journey it's so hard for many people to put into perspective and to understand and to be patient with the journey they have to go on to get to where they're trying to go. And I mean, even for me, myself, I have literally had to take steps to make sure that I keep reminding myself to be kind and to be patient with Mm. myself to understand and really, you know, just enjoy the journey because it's truly from the journey that we shape ourselves. So Mm -hmm. I think it's so wow that <laughs> like, that that is what inspires you. That's goals right there. Let me tell you something. Like if I can wake up and say my journey is what inspires me, wow. 
<laughs> hey, when I tell you, like, it, it like it, like, trust me, I'm still struggling mm. with letting go. Like, but I'm enjoying the process mm. of seeing my growth. Like, I'm enjoying seeing myself from becoming like this control freak and saying, okay, I have to be like, I had a, I had a goal to be done with school at the age of 30. That's not happening right now because my, my focus has changed. Mm -hmm. Like for me to see like where I've gone to like where I'm going, because I'm just like, Lord, I did not understand. This was not a part of my plan. Yeah. So to like, let go of like what you're thinking or where you think you're going and like how things are supposed to play out yeah. when you let go of that idea you're like oh my gosh like I'm not in control I'm, I haven't I've never been in control I'm literally just living out my destiny yeah. but I'm just aligning it in such a way where God has given me a vision it aligns with my passion so now I'm living my purpose and here I am yeah. so okay just take me where I'm supposed to go so I <laughs> I love that I love that um okay so what advice would you give to people that are struggling with the thought of giving back or that want to give back but they don't know how to just do it like nike (laughs) (laughs) um and the reason i say that is because it applies like your question applies to so many things in life Mm -hmm. all the way down to should I start this business um should I start this nonprofit? should I do this should I do that um in the grand scheme of things if you don't take the steps to do it if you don't step out on faith it's not going to happen if you don't just do it you're not going to see it um faith without works is dead Hmm. and you want to give back, okay, then you need to go out there and do it. You want to start a business, go ahead and start it. Just make sure that you're getting the information that you need to do it. But at the end of the day, you have to just do it. So my advice is literally, if you don't, if you don't have, um, if you're not privileged enough to give, you know, X amount of dollars, you could do the smallest thing you go get a piece of bread and give it to the ducks that's the form of giving back <laughs> I, mean, I mean you're not lying I mean like if you think about it like it's not that hard you know giving someone a word of encouragement that's the form of giving back like it doesn't have to be this large drawn out big production like that's not the whole purpose giving back is literally just giving of yourself it's being selfless so I would just say, just do it. And it starts, it starts, you can do it right now. Call your mama and say, mama, I love you. You're amazing and inspiration, which I'm probably going to do once I get off the call. <laughs> but um, it's, it's not hard. It's just a matter of you not thinking of yourself and just doing it. Like, don't worry about how you look. Don't worry about what's going on around you. Of course, be safe wherever you are, but <laughs> just do it. It's not hard. It's simple. Wow. Well, you heard it. Just do it. Tomorrow, do it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much, Kyra, for spending this time with us and for sharing so much. Honestly, you've inspired me today, as always. Um, But, you know, just thank you for sharing so much with us and honestly for being so thoughtful and so caring like I said we need more so many more people like you because you are truly doing the Lord's work and that that is that is amazing so thank you thank you thank you and of course thank you for being a guest (laughs) Uh, again um if if her guests haven't I will I will definitely say this Abehi you are changing the game you are amazing Thank you so much for allowing me to grace your platform. Um, <laughs> thank you for for everyone for listening to me ramble, vent, <laughs> go off on tangents. Um, but no, I truly thank you for having this space, for allowing me to feel heard um, off the record. Um, I've told you before, I was like, 
you know, as an engineer, I don't really feel like an architect. And you definitely welcome me with open arms and you make me feel a part of this community. So I really thank you for being a sister, being a friend, and I can't wait to see the amazing things layer, layers of design. Like I can't, I can't wait. Thank you so much. (laughs) 